Chapter 33 The Eternal Threads We'll begin with the only question that matters, said the High Priestess. After you forget about this, and you will, are you going to remember our vow? The vow? Of course, Goddess. Our vow is the way in which I can serve you and the Father. How could I ever forget about a promise so sacred? I will do everything in my power to protect the masterpiece you and the Father have created. And when you forget about this magnificent moment, once you're out there in the game of life, after you manifest a new form, do you promise you won't forget our vow? The goddess asked for a second time. Yes, I promise. Falling to my knees at her lotus feet, her fingers reached into the emptiness to pull another silk thread free from the father's blanket. There I saw the laws of the universe begin to unravel before my eyes. Just remember, no matter how bad it seems to be, you are safe and you are forever protected. Even after death, not a single soul is ever rejected. Now one last time, do you promise to serve the vow and follow the way of the Bodhisattva? Said the High Priestess. I nodded. Yes, Mother. Her words vibrated across the silk thread, which resonated like a bell calling out through the spaciousness when an army of light began sparkling from all around. For these were the awakened warriors, sacred in spirit, and the protectors who accepted her vow to uphold the values of all sentient life. They had been hiding among the cosmos, invisible in the emptiness, and translucent until they were called out by her natural law. All of these awakened souls existed under the Father's colossal blanket, and in the center of each of their hearts was a single flame. Like a star in the universe, they had found the way to cultivate the perfect environment for the spirit to burn endlessly. Each light held the same radiance of the eternal source as it shone forth throughout eternity for all to see. These individuals had fulfilled the vow and were transformed into stars watching from above and below. Here we gathered at the curtains of creation beside the Heavenly Father and Holy Mother. My sight focused back upon the High Priestess as she peered upon the cosmic altar, which held all the precious stones, gems, planets, clusters, and novas of all colors. As the mother pulled the silk thread between her index finger and thumb, she reached upon the altar and grabbed an entire galaxy. Listen closely, my dear. These are the threads by which the universe was created. The wheel of life around Earth is separated into twelve constellations, and we will build them now, said the High Priestess. Awakened warriors came forth to wrap white robes over the High Priestess's shoulders. Holy, holy, holy was this goddess, and it was my honor to stand in her presence. All life everywhere emerged to revere her wisdom, and this gathering was held under the Father's loving cover. It was the perfection of union, and I witnessed it happen as the Father gave up everything to watch over her. And she, the divine goddess, sacrificed her body to give birth to the Father's creation. With the galaxy in her hand, she twisted the silk thread three and a half times around the stars before fastening the cluster upon the second open constellation and pinned the galaxy in place. This emptiness is called Taurus. This is its home, spoke the goddess. The cluster of energy waited still while she leaned forward to read the verse of wisdom inscribed upon the silk thread. 
This is the instruction of union, said the High Priestess. To dwell in union with the universe is to align yourself with the Heavenly Father and the Holy Mother. Again her hand reached up into the Father's blanket and pulled the new thread free. Pinching it between her index finger and thumb, she reached onto the cosmic altar where she found something like a diamond. Twirling the silk over the gem, her hand mimicked a spider spinning a midnight web. Fastening the diamond-shaped planet around the silk, she reached far off in the distance and pinned it along the third constellation of emptiness, which was another reference point for all to see. This emptiness is known as Gemini. Then her eyes read the wisdom inscribed upon the silk thread. There are many paths to find the way of union, yet all paths prove that the truth is one. The way to dwell in union with the truth is to live in union with all life everywhere. Selecting a new thread from above, she took the infinite seam around her finger until she picked up a planet from the cosmic altar, and again she intertwined the thread with the planet before placing it in the fourth constellation of emptiness for all to see. The fourth quadrant of emptiness is called Cancer. She paused to gaze upon the thread of wisdom and read, To be one with all life, you must first experience a life of your own. This means you must be separated from the source and given a new birth to understand all our glory. The mother reached into the father's blanket where she took a new thread and began to poke it through the center of many planets. Aligning them like beads upon a mala, she coiled the planets in a crescent shape and read the wisdom upon the thread, fastening this group into the fifth constellation of emptiness. This emptiness is the space of Leo. The goddess paused to read the thread of wisdom on the silk. To be separate from my source is suffering. Life is suffering, and this is my first noble truth. Again the mother pulled a new thread of silk from the father's plaid blanket and selected a precious gem from the altar before attaching the thread to it. There she fastened it to the sixth constellation. Here the emptiness goes by Virgo. The high priestess paused to read the wisdom inscribed on the thread. The origin of suffering is attachment, desire, and ignorance. This is the second noble truth. Selecting another thread, she pinned it to a cluster of stars and interlaced them until they were tied together before she placed them in the seventh constellation. The emptiness of this place is named Libra. She examined the thread and began to read. There is a way to transcend suffering by letting go of attachments, desire, ignorance, and greed. This is the third noble truth. Energy was pouring out from her illuminated crown when all aspects of the universe began to sway toward her, for she was gravity, the darkest depths illuminating the brightest light. She was the highest glory, and it was she who was the bearer of all life. This divine feminine essence had carried these very threads into existence through the grace of union with the Father. She is brilliant, she is wholesome, and it is she who establishes the vastness of energy in this sacred space of our universe. Selecting another distant planet between her fingers from the cosmic altar, she pulled a new thread of wisdom and tied it around the planet. This time, she looped the thread through all the other threads, stitching the stars of the cosmos together. Each silk thread glimmered when she pinned this last planet onto the magnetic orb in the eighth constellation of emptiness. There was nothing out of place. It was perfect and so she continued reading the truth. This emptiness is Scorpio. The goddess gazed upon the silk and read. The way to free life from suffering is to awaken it. 
The way to awaken the universe is to awaken the spirit within all bodies of life. The Eightfold Path is the way to awaken our spirit and find union with the universe. This sacred union is the fourth noble truth. All the awakened souls who protected her sacred universe were watching as the entire army of angels looked over us while the light within their hearts shone brilliantly. The Eightfold Path is as follows. The mother paused to grab a galaxy and tie it to a silk thread before pressing it in place. Here, the emptiness is known as Sagittarius. It was still for a moment when she raised her other hand and began drawing the number eight around the gems, planets, and stones that had been placed. This hypnotic energy created the sign of infinity, like water rippling across the surface of a pond. The vibration flowed from her finger and began to create an energetic pull upon all mass she placed throughout her universe. Grabbing another thread, she fastened it to a new cluster and placed it in the next constellation of emptiness. This is the home of Capricorn. She said before her eyes read the string of silk. The first principle of the Eightfold Path are the outer observances, or the way you interact with our world around you. These outer observances include non-violence, truthfulness, non-stealing, moderation, and service to others. Grabbing a new thread, she picked another rare galaxy from the altar and set it in the next constellation. Aquarius rules this pocket of emptiness. Her other hand continued the motion of the figure eight, but instead of a horizontal wave, she leaned forward and drew a vertical spiral in the same symbol of infinity with the center in the exact middle of the first axis. Second, there are the inner observances, or the way you interact with the soul within. These inner observances are virtue, contentment, transmutation of pain, self-surrender, and study of the higher self. Taking hold of another thread, she tied a group of stars to it and placed it in the next open constellation. This home of emptiness is named Pisces, said the goddess. Next, her finger began tracing the infinity symbol across another new invisible axis centered on the middle of the two previous axes. Leaning forward, she read the wisdom inscribed upon the thread. The third path is in regards to correct action, or using physical movement and sacred postures of yoga to unite the energy of the body, mind, and spirit as one. Again, the high priestess pulled the new thread and began weaving all of the twelve constellations of emptiness together like a woman spinning silk along a wheel. There, she drew another axis in the shape of the number eight, while vibrations emanated through all the vast spaciousness. These infinity signs were all connected to the centermost point. The fourth path is in regards to living the right livelihood, or honoring and respecting the breath of spirit that flows through all life. This is known as pranayama, or the science of breath, she said. A new silk thread was pulled onto her wheel, where she tied it between all the others. Now she drew another axis from her hand, creating the infinite motion in the diagonal pattern. Fifth is right effort, or turning inward in contemplation to understand the way in which the mind perceives the realities of the universe, she said. Pulling the next thread out from the father's blanket, she began constructing the sixth axis on the eighth-fold path through infinite space. Sixth is concentration. This is the practice of meditation, or focusing the attention to the present moment. This is the way we watch how the mind thinks, to notice the delusions of our thoughts, and bring the awareness back to the present moment. 
With all the subtle vibrations growing, the constellations began to vibrate over the sacred altar of her universe as she pulled yet another new thread. She drew a new axis of infinity centered along the others. Seven is mindfulness, or to find fullness in the emptiness of the mind space. This is the process of letting go of everything and accepting how it is. To be one with the universe requires trust and surrender, and this is the process of detaching from attachments. This awareness comes to the absolute realization of spiritual light, or the enlightened spirit that exists within all life everywhere. This is our Buddha nature. Lastly, she pulled a final thread with her fingers to weave everything together, drawing the final axis of infinity. I watched the eighth and final path emerge as she read the wisdom inscribed upon the silk thread. Eight is pure union, or total harmony with the divine. Known to the ancients as Samadhi, this is the awakening of total bliss that comes after the previous seven aspects are observed, said the high priestess. I could feel the father looking down when she raised her hands in prayer and began to speak to all. This is the middle way, and by following the Eightfold Path, we come into harmony and are able to peer out from the windows of the soul. To realize the sacredness of our spirit is to become united with all the ancestors of our universe, and each star was a journey of an individual who found this precious light. Now their illuminated hearts burn forever through the path of the Bodhisattva. All souls come home, but only those illuminated through the suffering of life are welcome to stay as my stars. You have touched liberation by realizing this light, but soon you will be sent back to awaken the others. There you will be given a new form to do your father's work, but will you remember our truth? The mother stood in front of her throne with the blessed universe in front of us before she released her wand beside her feet. Bowing to her, I noticed a deceased black cat beside the throne. It was such an odd sight among the precious forms of light and planets. I checked again, and of course the black cat could have been sleeping, but it was sprawled out in such a manner that I knew there was no spirit left in this poor creature. The stars of the universe began to shimmer from all sides. The twelve constellations began pulsating as if ready to come to life. The goddess pressed her hands together, then she rose upright and stood tall before speaking to all beings. Tadasana, the mountain pose, said the high priestess. Studying her posture, I saw her feet were together about hips-width distance apart, with her hands pressed together in prayer over her heart. Rise up with us and follow the sacred path. May you battle against all odds to illuminate the fire that makes the great spirit whole. Raising her arms up over her head in prayer, as if she was making an offering to the deepest place beyond all thought, she arched her spine back before folding forward. Her palms came through her heart center, where she hinged at the hips, resting her hands beside her feet. Uttanasana, the forward bend. In the world of form, there are those who are trapped in the clouds of ignorance, aggression, jealousy, pride, greed, and egoism. These poisons restrict the light of our soul. They limit the flow of our sacred energy. And yet behind these poisons, the real treasure is hiding. Stepping back with her left leg, resting the knee down, she opened her heart and gazed forward. The treasure is in the heart, by seeing the wakefulness of all souls everywhere. This is the basic goodness, 
or the potential to awaken from the poisons of aggression, jealousy, and pride. If and when the poison arises, be it anger, lust, or arrogance, first notice what arises. Take note of the affliction and refrain from it. Refraining gives us a moment of separation from these strong emotions. Otherwise, we are sucked into them like a moth entering the flame. Only after we refrain can we reframe our mind. We find that we have the power to control the way we interpret each moment. And finally, we can relax to avoid the heavy clouds of these poisonous afflictions, said the high priestess, stepping her right leg back to meet her left. She extended her hips upward, allowing her heels to relax. Auto Mukha Shvanasana, downward facing dog. The animal known as the dog was created to serve. May you find this pose as a vehicle to humble yourself as the ego goes astray. To awaken our soul is to serve the spirit within all life everywhere. The humble warrior is supreme. All the stars began to twinkle and twist when she mentioned the word humble. Then lowering her knees down, she exhaled and lowered her chest and chin, keeping her hips slightly raised. Her eyes pierced into mine as if she knew something far more delicate about me than I could ever imagine. Go with speed when you can. Walk if you must. Crawl when you are exhausted, but move forward at all costs. Once your time is up, when your bodily form has expired, I welcome you into my loving arms, no matter if you're worn out or tired," said the Divine Priestess. Pressing into her hands, she shifted her body weight forward and released her hips down. With an open heart stretching wide to the galaxy beyond, she took a deep breath in. Orda Mukha Shvanasana, the upward-facing dog. The dog is also fierce when threatened, so you mustn't lose sight when hope seems dim. No star is troubled by the darkness when the illumination source is living within. The truth is all-pervading, and it will never fail. You will be protected by your vow, since you have drank from the cup of my holy grail. Do not be troubled by pain, release your worries behind, and at the time of death I will send my eternal sign. Then my warriors will come to find you, for I am the Great Mother who does not give up on any child. And even if you make mistakes along the way, all your troubles will be reconciled." She exhaled and lifted her hips high, back into the downward-facing dog like before. Every ancestor is within you, all spirit exists within your own. And as judgment is only the purification by fire, each and every soul is cleansed by the fire before they can find my throne. Some will hold more weight than others. There will even be those who appear empty within. But it doesn't matter who did what, for my love welcomes back all of our kin. And by the fires of hell, our spirit is cleansed. All souls are called to release their ignorance and pain. Only then can we remember that our essence is the loving awareness making us one and the same. She looked between her hands and stepped her opposite foot forward, keeping her back knee down beside her body. With a giant inhale, she opened her chest and gazed forward. The universe is a jewel at the center of my lotus in the cavern of all hearts. Rise, awaken Bodhisattva. This is the beginning of another fresh start. Keep your vision focused. Only the present moment matters. It doesn't matter if you're broken or bruised, betrayed or tattered. For the contenders who became my champions, this is what set them apart. Above everything else, you must have heart," said the High Priestess. A ray of burning light erupted from her chest when her heart began to glow. 
Stepping her other foot forward, she relaxed her head, neck, and arms in a forward fold. But the light would not cease. It only grew brighter. My universe teaches many lessons, both through pleasure and pain. Like how a storm can destroy us, yet sustain us through the rain. We are connected to each world in more ways than you will ever know. Have faith in the universe and trust in what it's willing to show. And if you are thrown to the wolves, then return by leading the pack. The noblest stars in my galaxy are the failures that bounce back. Behind every hostile opposition is a child of the mother's glory. From this day forward, be the hero of your story, she said. Lifting her head, she brought her palms together and raised them through her heart center before she arched her spine back and pointed her hands in prayer to the highest spot. Remember all souls are my kids too. Each were born with newfound motivation, cheering for awakened heroes as we rise to the occasion. There is hope in all of us, the light we are born to be. And every time you inspire another soul, a dream is set free. Someday my children will grow up. Let them come home and say, it was all because of that one that I didn't give up on that day. Remember what you stand for, through adversity and success. To be no one but yourself is life's greatest test. The ego is merely an illusion. It will try and lead you off track. Strive to find union with the spirit. Nothing else can hold you back said the Divine Priestess. Standing upright in the mountain pose, she brought her palms in front of her heart and kept them there while the light glowed in all directions. The meaning of life is to illuminate your light along the way, but the real purpose of it all is when you give your gifts away. Someday your wick will run low and your life will start to fade, but don't let the darkness overcome you when you feel most afraid. Let your light spread in dark times to create an unending flame. Because the last time you ever die is the moment you remember how all souls are the same. She said, releasing her hands, she reached out into the center of empty space. At the exact middle of it all, where the eight axis of eight infinity signs were centered with the twelve constellations. Pressing her pointer finger against her thumb, she raised her other fingers upwards when immense pressure began to radiate through the center of existence. A gravitational force churned like a wheel, where new energy began to flow. Soon it will be dawn, and soon creation will start to grow. There was a tiny ember breathing between her fingers, like some sort of ball of fire churning within itself, and all the other nearby mass, tied to the silk threads, began to sway inward, looking within. I felt a wheel of energy building within my core. A sensation of throbbing vigor began to rotate and spin inside of me, where a yellow wheel began to radiate below my heart. This energy grew so powerful that it started to make me feel nauseous. Looking for relief, I curled in a ball beside the goddess's throne to compensate for all the tension building within my core. Common minds cannot comprehend how ideas are brought to birth. Everything starts from nothing, real value and worth. From painters to poets, this is every dream seeker's fate. Discover the great work of our spirit. Have the courage to create. Remember it's alongside adversity where meaning is uncovered. The journey is a reward by each lesson that's discovered, said the High Priestess. She reached down and placed a hand upon me, but all I could do was stay curled over my center. The energy inside me was building more and more tension as the intensity came from an otherworldly control. 
his wheel of power rotated faster and felt like a volcano ready to explode. The high priestess pulled me up beside her while I looked into her eyes. Once I saw her gaze, my entire essence transcended the pain in an instant. For the pressure was real, it was still building, but catching a glance of her eyes elevated my mind to a place I could not fathom. It felt as if giant knives were plunged into my back, as if someone was carving wings through my shoulder blades. But with her attention on me, I could feel no pain. The energy roared, spinning like a disc about to be thrown as the wheel of energy walloped me from the inside out. Dare I ask for help? There was no way I could make this about me, and so the High Priestess continued. The universe is your entirety, impossible to escape. Always being formed, but never fall shape. This jewel is the beauty behind your eyes, a secret of the soul. Potential that's realized, surrender, control. Step free of the crowd, your intuition is real. This is not a time to think, it is the time to feel. Soon you'll realize that the truth is never far. It takes all of your courage to become who you are. She raised the wand in her right hand as I collapsed beside the deceased black cat while various crystal singing bowls began humming on their own. Pointing her wand at the center of the universe where that glowing ember was ready to burst, she turned back towards me when she swung her wand against the giant dome. center of the universe imploded. This explosion rattled an infinite vibration throughout all space when the ember in the center of it all burst open. A giant deep breath entered my lungs as all the planets, stones, gems, and galaxies spiraled out from the center of the universe. Just like that, it was set in motion. And this was it. The birth and death as one. And now I saw the light of a thousand suns shine out in the third eye's sight. All the pain was gone, and this new birth was the end of our dark night.